Hello and welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Aditi Sangal and today I have a session for the Digiday Media Buying Summit. If more brands are bringing media buying in-house, what ramifications will this have on agencies? Here's Steve Williams, CEO of Essence North America, speak about how they're proving their worth to brands how they're navigating these changing client relationships, and why cynicism around the future of media agencies is misplaced. My first question is, what is the opposite of in-housing? Because it's not out-housing. <clears throat> I refuse. Let's just come to a collective agreement. We will never use the word out-housing. Agencies. The opposite of, okay, good. So promise me we won't say out-housing this entire session. Promise. Great. Uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way. We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, big headlines, big ANA reports. Um, in-housing has become a little bit of a trend. Yep. It's quite hot. You think it's a real threat to your business at all? No, I mean, we, we tend to look at it, in essence, as a moment in time um, and an opportunity for business relationships to evolve, evolve in a different way. You know, I, we were in a session this morning and one of the guys in the audience talked about, you know, this isn't the first time it's happened. I mean, Procter & Gamble in the UK used to buy their own telly back in, you know, 1965. You know, none of this is particularly new, but some of it's coming around. So, you know, from a threat point of view, no. I think as long as agencies have the right attitude, mentality to the, sh the shifting times that we're in, the shifting needs of clients, I don't think any of that needs to look like a threat particularly if you're open about what the future could be for you. If you're worrying about what the future can be for you as an agency, then, yeah, that's a threat. Agencies' business models right now, at this moment in time, are built upon doing a lot of these things as these clients are now saying they're going to do themselves. That yeah. has obvious impact on how much money you, and I mean as a collective you, are going to make. So whether the pendulum shifts or whether it comes back this way, whether clients figure it out, again, at this moment in time, there is a real chance that many companies will stand to be making less money and have less business in the coming months, right? Yes, and that may well be the case if agencies or, you know, functions within agencies aren't good enough. Mm -hmm. So if they're not good enough, um, they will fail. But, that, but that's just business economics. So what part, so when, let's break down kind of like, because again, this like whole term around in-housing, we've talked a little bit about it in the town hall this morning. Um, it's, it's really big and there's, yep. a, there's a spectrum. So talk me through a little bit what clients are and maybe should be doing more themselves to maybe free you up to be doing something else. Yeah, what I mean, part of that spectrum yeah, is? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. There are a whole range of things going on at the moment, well documented, so let's not trawl through all that. But if you, um, you know, if you look at the realities of today, then I think the in-housing uh, momentum now versus 20 or 30 years ago is around uh, uh, a lack of trust. I think that's part of it. And there are cost elements to that. And there are clients wanting to take their own control of their own brands and be more responsible internally. You know, the size of budgets in our market here, in our region, are huge. It's absolutely relevant that the clients <coughs> the brand owners should be taking more interest, more responsibility in what's going on in this area. Hmm. So, you know, I, I don't think that the situation that we're in is particularly surprising. I think where it, where it will potentially get disappointing, and <clears throat> I don't know, you know, which clients anybody has got in their minds here, but if, if they are in housing for reasons of lack of trust or transparency, then, you know, that's really disappointing for the industry. But it is what it is. Um, but I have a sense that as much of it is about brands wanting to take their own control um, offer sort of what they might regard to be more 
fluid internal response to managing mm -hmm. that. And I do believe some clients think there's a cost issue behind it as well. Now, right. whether or not some clients that are taking their own control in this regard for in-housing will find out that it's a little bit harder in certain regards. And or, some of them already are. And some of them already are. Listen, right. I mean, you know, all over the world, there have been cases of clients taking it out and then putting it back in again. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I, I think Tom Denford and the crew at, at ID.coms mm -hmm use the stat of, you know, that they think that 50% of in-housing will fail. Yes. Well, and, you know, and that may, it may fail because clients didn't really set out with the compass of understanding what they wanted to achieve in the first place. It may fail because talent is a big issue. Um, and, it, and it may fail just because, you know, there isn't enough maybe agility in the system because on big pieces of business, let's not forget the advantage that agencies have in being able to move talent around and that isn't necessarily uh, a luxury that many clients will need to have yeah. if they need to up and down manpower, for example. So, there's, you know, everything is its own circumstance. So I don't think there's one way of sort of applying a rule to this. Do you think that it's mostly happening because of the trust thing? Again, you said, yeah, it'll be I, disappointing I, if that's the case. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for all the, op all, all the reasons why that's happening. I think possibly, you know, some of it is the case. But I genuinely believe that an awful lot of it is about control, you know, in the main control, agility internally, and, and just taking their own clients, their own responsibility. You know, when we read headlines of, of you know, the ANA stats around, you know, the number of clients taking their own responsibility for media, that's all of a sudden become in-housing. Mm -hmm. I, I would say there's a lot more to it than just in-housing. When I hear in-housing, I don't know what the audience thinks, you know, that feels like it's sort of in-housing execution and in-housing data analytics. Mm -hmm. Now, there are parts of that going on, but I think an awful lot of the clients that are referring to in-housing are actually saying, well, actually, we're just going to take a bit more deep strategic responsibility for how this works. I mean, I, I wasn't here yesterday, but mm -hmm. I imagine Scott my good friend Scott said a little bit about that mm -hmm. from a GSK point of view. And they're exploring, it's, it's fair to say, I think, you know, yeah. what, what the models can be for the future and things will change. So I think a lot of clients are taking a, a deeper strategic responsibility for the direction of their media business, which I think is absolutely appropriate. And if anything, that helps agencies do a better job with those clients, How by much the way. of that, you know, taking more of an interest, I, I like that as a, as a phrase, because how much of that is because of, again, big bombshell transparency report two and a half years ago, suddenly everybody said, oh, we should be just taking more of an interest in our business, and this is our responsibility. It felt like they woke yeah. up to this. Yeah, I think, I think that's inevitable. I mean, you said we've all seen the headlines. There's no point in fighting the headlines. The headlines are the headlines. So I, I think that is an awful lot of it. And I, I, know, I, I think, I think though, the game's moved on, on a little bit more as soon as some clients realize that they can maybe uh, attract talent that does the right thing, then the game, it might have started through, mm -hmm. through an element of trust or lack of trust, but now it's, you know, they're wheeling it in different directions to, to gain advantage. And, and that's perfectly cool. If, if it can work for clients and they have the infrastructure to be able to deliver on that, we're, we're totally cool about that. And that, you know, back to your first question, you know, are we concerned about it? We're not particularly concerned because it's a big market out there. We have a big opportunity to do things interestingly and differently. When you're an agency, I think that has a sort of you know, what I'd describe as a radically open approach to relationships in, in media, which we have as essence, then we're really cool about that because that just gives us different opportunities to work differently with clients. You know, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, the reality of it is today and for the future, collaboration and trust will win. You know, and then once, once we all get our head around that, things are going to change. So the next thing that needs to be super clear in, in an agency's mind and a structure is, you know, the right attitude. So, you know, I think agencies in the past have been too territorial about what they've tried to do. I think they've been, you know, a little bit, um, you know, back foot on, on some of this stuff. And 
the attitude isn't there. So radically open is my version of the right kind of attitude because things change. We talk to our clients about changing and shifting times in media all the time, and yet mm -hmm. we don't change this shit ourselves at all. So I think it's really appropriate that we test ourselves on this one because it is a fact. Yeah. Um, and I also think that the, then the next question is um, how you begin to work with clients and how clients take their own responsibility for how they integrate this stuff as well. Because I think you know collaboration and integration are two very different things. Mm. Um, so how, you know, what structures are, are doing uh, within the system um, is, is a really important area. If you can crack that, there's plenty to go around for everybody. There's enough. But if, you, but if you're not competent and you're afraid of the future and your organization, and I'm speaking from an agency point of view, isn't, if you will, creating its future, whether that's through approaches, technologies, test and learn strategies, mm -hmm. you know, an awful lot of the stuff you've heard over the last day or two now. If you're not doing that, then agencies will wither and die on the vine. You mentioned kind of, okay, so okay, say a client of yours comes to you and says, hey, look, Steve, I'm thinking of taking some part of this, you know, of some of my, whatever buying it is, it's a small part of it, it's going to, this still means we still want to work with Essence, Essence yep. is still a part, as a partner. What are, you mentioned kind of, okay, you need to have capabilities and develop capabilities that then they would want to buy. What do some of those capabilities look like? I've heard kind of the word like, we need to be strategic partners thrown around a lot. Um, and it's funny because I think most good agencies have always been strategic partners, mm. I hope. Mm. Um, but that's the one thing I hear. Well, we could be doing that. That's what we need to be. We don't need to be doing the lever pulling. It's mm. okay. Let them do that themselves. Well, I, th I think the point is you need to be open-minded. You can be strategic but you could be super territorial and none of that helps. So again, back to the radically open phrase. I think that's a really important thing for, mm -hmm. for agencies that want to win in the, in the newer world um, to, to, to live by. You know, what, what the things that are important, I mean, we've won pitches on the basis of being super open about that the customer wants to bring a certain element, but they're not sure what yet in-house. We're, we're very open about those conversations. So the stuff that's important in our experience is giving the client the confidence uh, that you've got um, bandwidth, the global model that works, how you codify that model, and to what extent that model could be modular. I think being modular these days is a really important piece from an agency point of view, because while one client want to take some search in-house, the other one might I think that's a bit difficult and want to go for programmatic or vice versa. So there's lots of different elements. So I think having an agency offer and capability that is modular and very open is probably the first thing. Being an agency that invests in tools and technology is critical because for me that's the really interesting sticky glue where relationships will thrive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just over 10% of our workforce globally uh, at Essence are engineers and, you know, we build our own stuff. Uh, and that's really interesting. Um, Do engineers want to work at agencies? Yeah, they love working at Essence. Really? Yeah. 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 Interesting. I thought um, they all just wanted to work at Facebook. No, not these ones. Um, but you know, but, but but if they can do interesting things for agencies, and you know, and they, you know, they get involved in a lot of the conversations mm -hmm. you've had, we, you know, we love, you know, I've never worked with so many nice, smart nerds in my in my life. Having come to us, <laughs> it's awesome, um, and they rub shoulders up. You know, right and left brains rub shoulders, and it, and it all works just fine. But the point is, we are doing our best to invent the future along the way too. And when you're doing that, and when then at the same time you can be super open about a client owning its own data and what whatever that means to each client, you know very, very open about creating data lakes for clients that we can service and manage, but they have absolutely open access to. Mm -hmm. We have an operating system, which is 
soup to nuts, which is everything from how a client briefs to how we invoice them. You know, a little bit unusual in the industry today, but that is the sort of thing that we give clients open access to at any point along the way. Mm -hmm. And if a client wants to use that system internally, that's for them too. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's nothing that we have or could do, and including our knowledge in this area, that we will not share and we will not potentially embed within a customer environment. Yeah. So if you have all of that, if you have it codified, if you have a good point of view, if you have enough senior people, because uh, that's critical to be able to have that consultant type conversation with clients, and, and thankfully we have, then you, ha you have a very interesting and evolving business model going forward that is both applied internally, because that's what keeps our engine going, but it is also uh, you know, franchisable, if you will, and I think the franchisable world is the one we're in at the moment. Would you help clients do more of their in-housing? We are, we, are, we do. We, the, I mean, we're in this world already. Um, you know, some of you might know we work for a little client called Google. It's a bit weird, isn't it? You know, think yeah. that Google need that help, but mm -hmm. you know, this is the way we work with Google um, as well. So we, we've, you know. So what the, is the kind of help that they need when, it, specifically with the in-housing thing? Like, because I think we're hearing a lot mm. more of agencies say, okay, we can help them with training, we can help yep. them with. Yeah. One of the agencies was saying they're sort of just kept around on retainer just to do, you know, bi-weekly check-ins, just because as they're building their in-house agency team, so they could. They help with the touch points of having that. Is yeah. that what you're offering? What is it? Oh, we, we, we will offer anything in particular. There is not one, you know, there's not one piece to that. Because okay. each client, you know, I mean, when clients take stuff in-house, I think their biggest problem is talent and the flexibility around that talent. You know, mm. I think it's fairly clear that clients that make the decision to move wholesale quite a lot of the digital realm in pretty quickly struggle to get the right talent in as quickly as they need to. So therefore, whatever agencies or consultancies or specialists in this area are used accordingly, I think probably are kept on a little bit longer, you know, and I'm talking very generally now, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about a particular client, and there's probably people in the audience that have got first-hand experience of this, I heard it this morning. So the reality of it is, it's really challenging for a client to get the right amount of talent and to be, and to be able to flex accordingly. So a lot of what we do with Google basically is on-site. You know, to, to go into that somewhat. So we're super flexible about where we work. We're pretty cool about that. Um, and we can up and down manpower for big clients like Google, like T-Mobile, very, very easily. And we're very open to that. Would you worry about losing people to those two in-house agents, whether your own clients we, or other we, people's we, clients? We lose, they're looking for we lose people to Google our client pretty regularly. Okay. But if you were speaking to McKinsey, they look, look at that as a badge of honor, right? You know, they expect their people to be taken on by their clients. And I'm, I'm not saying we're McKinsey, but the reality of it is, again, you, you, can't, you can't be half open. We're radically open about the way we are dealing with the current environment that we're in. So if that means one of our people gets an approach from Google because Google think they're super smart, I think that's awesome, because that means we are breeding the best people and developing the best people and attracting the best people in the business. So that's a badge for us, But frankly. I specifically mean, I mean even taking mm. Google out of it, mm. but even whether your clients are not brands that have in-house agencies that are yep. actually building yep. shops that look like other agencies within their own four yep. walls, they're going to hire people who, and they are hiring well, they people to. who work inside agencies. Are those people coming back? Because you can't just have the talent flowing one way. What are uh, you going to do? Well, uh, are they, would you, when you say they're coming back, are they going into in-house agency environments and then coming back to agencies? Are they? I think we're at too early a stage to understand that at the moment. I mean, I would observe through LinkedIn that clients that are in housing are struggling a little bit to get the talent they need. I think it's too early days to say whether a lot of what's happened in the last year or two now is coming back in the other direction. Let, you know, again, we talked about it in the talent conversation this very early this morning. The reality of it is that our industry is a monkey ladder. You know, it, people are going to client, it's, you know, we're all in the same small industry. 
You know, it's not a big, you know, we're not in the finance world. We're in a small industry ecosystem. And people, I, I think it's awesome for people to move around it. Mm -hmm. So again, we're not, we're not, we don't get overexcited about losing talent. We put an awful lot of effort into keeping our own talent. And okay. I'm super proud of our, you know, very low rate of levers. It? I mean, we're at, you know, we're at 18%. You know, again, compared to the industry average, but, but that changes, and we need to keep on top of that. So, yeah, well, what's the industry average in media? Like I don't know, thirty-five percent, whatever, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that doesn't happen by chance. So, we're very, very keen on that stuff. And if somebody wants to leave for a different opportunity, then we wish them well. And if they want to come back, then that's awesome too. So, okay. you know, the alumni sort of piece of essence is a, is a really big part of what we do, which is another, <laughs> which, is another which is another subject. Yes. Okay. Great. Uh, we have a few minutes for questions. Hello, uh, fellow group member. Um, so um, I'm curious how much of the in-housing is kind of a proxy for um, client frustration with the compensation model. You know, when I think about things like uh, FTE basis of compensation, yep. when you're kind of charging the client on the people you throw at it, it's natural for clients to think, well, I could get people cheaper than that. Why am I paying for that? And, you know, what's the approach that agencies can take to mitigate that and think about different compensation models? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. And at its heart, as I've said, I think a lot of clients are deciding to take stuff in-house because there is a cost benefit apparently too. Now, whether that, whether that value benefit and that equation ends up being the case if clients end up hitting problems, some of which we've touched on, and I'm not wishing for those to be the case because we all want clients to be successful because that's what keeps our industry successful. So let me be very clear on that. I think the industry has got a long way to go, um, us too, you know, I'm not sort of pointing at the industry and now not at Essence, to really be inventive and um, create interesting models for the future that are much more skin in the game orientated. You know, the reality is when you work at a big-ish big agency, yes, there are overheads that come into play, and there are reasons for that overhead. I mean, you know, when we cost stuff out as Essence, we're, we're not particularly cheap, and that's, that's a challenge for us. We believe that currently we can defend that because of everything we put into training, everything we put into trying to, you know, invent the future, and what we do with technology, and how people stick to us, and, and what our clients get from us. So, you know, as long as you can prove that value, then, then you're good. But as an industry, absolutely, we need to work through through many more inventive ways um, of, of how we charge our people and time out. And I, I don't think we've cracked that. And I think that will, that will be cyclical. You know, commissions through FTEs, I think the one thing that will become a constant, though, is a bigger PRF element to everything we do. We need to put more skin in the game. Um, agencies need to wake up to that. Play a part in that? For, for sure, um, for sure. You know, th this is and this is where it gets really interesting because the, the shifting plates of agencies being able to do things faster and smarter. You know, we're in that world, right? So, you know, we're in the AI world. I mean, you know, we've. I think I think we can talk about this. We've we've just we're just about to launch self-driving search campaigns, right? Um, and, you know, there is an apparent cost benefit in that, right? Because we've worked out that we can take days off of you know, a soup to nuts, nuts search campaign. Now, do, will our customers want to have that return straight to the bottom line? Or the old, you know, how long did it take you to write that ad for, from Ogilvy? Well, it took me 25 years, not the 10 minutes that it took. You know, the, we've, we've got to really be smart 
and sensitive to how we sell our services in that regard. And I believe if you have an overall offer that continues to add value to a customer in however you want to add that value, whether it's helping them within housing or however you do it, the overall value equation, I believe, will start to count. And I think that will slightly take the eye off having to just instantly drop margins because you're doing things that, time, that much quicker. For me, what that means is we can put that much more thought as an agency ecosystem into everything we do, whatever that means. So that's where we're looking to switch. I think we're out of time. Steve Williams, thank yep. you so much. Thank you. thank you. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked our show, please don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I'll be back soon with another episode.